Ladies and gentlemen, joining me today is one of my other favorite improvisers in all of Los Angeles, Jaquise Neal. Jaquise, how are you? What's up, Megan? How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I was really, really looking forward to this uh, all week. We were supposed to do it uh, earlier in the week and then I had yeah. to cancel. And I'm so glad that we were able to make this work still in the same week because you yeah. are an incredibly busy man. Oh no no! We're all busy. You 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 were busy. I'm busy. Everybody's busy. It's a, everybody's trying to cook. I know, right? Everybody's <laughs> trying to cook. Everybody's trying to cook the meat, you know, uh, or the bread. That's that what we're all cooking. We're cooking bread now. That's right. We're, yeah. We've moved on to sourdough. Moved off of sourdough bread, and now we're just any kind of bread we can fucking get our hands on is really yeah. the main the main uh, grab of things. I think. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you so, for having me. I appreciate you. It's so good to see you too. We were... Oh my God. Are you kidding? I was, you're one of the guests I was the most excited about um, because we haven't seen each other in so long. Uh, yeah. Jaquise and I used to do quick and funny musicals together at UCB. We've also done some traveling and done some sketches together uh, in San Francisco with quick and funny musicals. It's been, uh, we were just talking before we jumped on recording. It's been at least, you know, two years since we've seen each other. Yeah. Um, so we have like, I'm sure we have so much good stuff to catch up on. What have you been, what have you been doing? Oh man, you know, uh, surviving, trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, oh, yeah. like most of us. Right. Uh, you know, I, it's been, it's been very weird because, um, you know, I, I left the traditional nine to five space around at the end of 2017 going into 2018. Right. Oh shit. And okay. So, you know, like most people who do that when you're working a little bit, but you're not like on, so to say, you know, you're not like a series regular or any shit like that. Uh, but you're, you're working enough professionally to survive. So it was a lot yeah. of surviving. Um, and then 2020 hit and 2020 before the pandemic, those, you know, eight weeks before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, was starting to turn like professional. Like I tested for a couple of shows. I was, I booked a couple VO things. Like things were starting to trick, oh my gosh, in a very yeah. fun way. And then the pandemic hits. Uh, um, and so it was like, and I feel like 2020 was like that for a lot of people. Like things were starting to like turn in a really cool way professionally for a lot oh, of friends yeah. of mine. And so many people were like, this is my year. I know yeah. it. So much is in line. The stars are aligning. And then it just was like thunk. Nope. Yeah, it was wild. Um, so the pandemic hit. Those first few months were crazy. But around May, I booked two uh, I booked a Marvel show and I booked a, a, a voice at Disney World. Hell yeah. And like, and when I did that, and then I booked a video game and then I booked like other big jobs and then I booked like doing promos for Nickelodeon and I booked Dude. like a feature and I booked, and, and like, so like, it's been crazy because professionally over the past two years, you know, I booked a couple TV shows last year and like that are coming wow. out this year. Like professionally over the last two years has been great, great. which is such a weird thing because uh, personally over the last two years has been so crazy and, and mm. like so opposite almost, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying like, you know, I've had the worst two years of my life. I'm not saying that, but like 
in a way, you kind of have because we all have, right? Yeah. So, oh, we totally all have. Yeah. So the last two years have been just, I don't know, it's been just a crazy wave of highs and lows, but on the same plane, you know, like yeah. normally highs and lows go on a, on a pretty, uh, on a wavy uh, yes. curvature or a wavy plane, but it's just almost been running parallel. Uh, which has been a very weird thing for I'm sure a lot of people, you know, I'm no I know I'm not special in that regard, but um yeah, it's been it's been crazy. So I It has been crazy. Like a Gabe Greenspan was saying the same thing where he was like, I've had some of the highest highs in my life and some of the lowest lows the last like yeah, yeah the last, over the pandemic the last two years. Where he was like, you know, I had all these great things happen. He's like, I got married, but I also was dealing with some serious emotional shit, just trying to get through each day and just making sure that like, you know, you're moving forward. And it's not that good things aren't happening. Like you're saying, you're booking shit, like shit's going forward. But it's such a weird juxtaposition of like, well, this looks good on paper, but my life has completely stopped. Like I don't feel fulfilled. I'm not going out into the world on a regular basis. I have no real socialization. And it's like, if you're doing voiceover a lot too, you're spending so much time by yourself in a booth. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy. You know, I, and especially, you know, I have a home booth, so, um, you know, it, it, there are, there have been jobs that have bought me in, um, to studios, which is nice. And obviously if you go on set, you're on set, but Mm -hmm. you know, I would do a lot of work. Uh, I, I have three or four, I have four shows on Nickelodeon, um, as far as I do promos for. That's so cool, man. Um, yeah, but you know, so there's four shows on Nickelodeon and I do promos for it. Like, so, you know, like the coming up next on Nickelodeon, like that, that type of thing. And it's crazy because all that was done in this closet, home booth, my my home booth that I'm in right now. So, you know, it's just crazy. It's like, it's a lot of work, but you don't get to leave your house, right? Right. Um, in a profession that we were very much used to leaving our houses and you're working with so totally. many individuals. So And playing off an audience. We're used to getting that reaction. So it's yeah. like, I can imagine when you're at home in your own booth, you're like, I, I think this is good. I think that's, is this, this is a good take, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's very weird. You 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 just never know because the energy inside, you know, these four walls is dead. You know, it's nothing yeah. in here. Um, on top of trying to learn when we first logged in, I was like, man, I didn't know this audio program had video now. Like, you yeah. know, like it's just so we also all had to become engineers and shit. Oh, uh, no kidding, man. It's crazy. I know. I know there's so much, there's such a curvature, a wave of learning that I've had to do even through this because I record off of Zencaster and then I also use Ableton. So I've had to learn how to like drop files and edit them together. And luckily my husband is like, he's really, really good at anything technological. He's really, really solid on. So he's been able to train me and help me out so much. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming how much we've had to take into our own hands. Like, I honestly, no offense to my agent, I'm thankful that I have one, but it's almost like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what what are you doing exactly? Like, I appreciate that you negotiate contracts and that, you know, makes me feel good about it. But at the same time, it's like, it, we're taking so much into our own hands that it feels like, uh, yeah, do I need no. this? 
I be wondering that shit. You know, I booked a I booked a full ass video game, uh, and that I had to record here in in my booth, and you know, have not have, but I'm being hyperbolic. But a lot of that process was me figuring out the the mm-hmm. volume and the the tech side of it and i'm just like and yes there were engineers on the on the line and we were using source connect so you know they're doing their stuff on their end but i'm also doing shit and i'm just like all right i know you do shit and like your job is worthy and blah 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 i'm not going i'm not going to say that but can i get some of your paycheck too cuz i'm doing yeah. your job too bro yeah exactly <laughs> like, that's how i feel too mm-hmm. yeah that's and the it's crazy like going thing. out and searching for the jobs yourself like because there's just not a lot of work so you have to really get your hands dirty and like trust that your agent is looking and submitting you but also getting your hands dirty and doing it yourself and submitting yourself for jobs yeah. because there's just you just have to reach out and like i don't know i've taken for me, like auditioning and all that stuff took a huge backseat for the last two years. Like I've gone mm-hmm. out for maybe, I mean, a handful of stuff. I went out for maybe four or five things in the course of two years. Mm-hmm. Now things are starting to trickle in again. Um, yeah. I feel like like this, you know, this it'll be a few weeks before this one comes out, but like the mask mandate has lifted now. People are starting to go in. Like I, I went into Starbucks this morning and I was the only person wearing my mask. Yeah. Uh, which is just like, you know, a little off-putting still. I find it a little weird still. Like I get it. No, like more power to you if you feel the freedom to do it. But I still feel more like, uh, is this okay yet? And out of the respect to the employees, they have to wear their masks. So yeah. I just feel yeah. like it's also like a respectful thing to do. It's also been wild too going to places. And so like I went to a basketball game last night and uh, uh 95% of that crowd didn't even pretend like they had masks. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, like even walk, not like walk in with the mask and take it off. Like literally walking in, people were going in maskless. Just, and yep. it's it's pretty wild too, because I'll go to like restaurants or, you know, stores or anything like that. And I've also started to see you know, half and half with the employees too. Yeah. Like some employees will wear masks and some employees won't. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really, you know, and same thing. I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like, I, at this point, you know, I I know we have, I think, you know, we just, we, we very often talk in black and whites mm-hmm. um, and don't realize a lot of the gray in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saying things like, Hey man, at this point it kind of is like how whatever you feel do you is yeah. not saying I don't care about Im- immunocompromised people or like you're not saying that cuz you do. I do, you know. I shit. I I have asthma so I do worry about and I'm not saying I'm as Im- immunocompromised as other people who have other serious illnesses and things like that are or health issues. Uh but yeah, like at this point, it's just like, I can't be, uh, I can't continually be upset at people for saying, no. ah, I don't know, I'm over it. Because we all are. We're all over We're all it, over right? It. And yeah, and it is exhausting to get upset at people. And I've seen, it's funny. because it like, is. You see the people who don't wear masks or who wear masks, and they kind of get in these little like eye contact fights a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
oh, I see you're not. Oh, I see you are. You know, and you yeah. see a testing. Like, like I saw someone kind of pushing their boundaries with how close they could stand to somebody because they weren't wearing a mask and the other person was. And I was like, yeah, why like, that's being an games? asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's being an asshole. That's just like, being a dick. Yeah, like I just, I just don't care. You know, and, and if it's a, if it's required for me to do it, I'm gonna do it. No questions asked. Right. Uh, and if it's not required for me to do it, then I'll do whatever I feel like in that moment, (laughs) you know, and I can't, I can't fault anybody else for feeling that way. Uh, you know, I am not anti-mask, but if like, I'm going into like Starbucks for, for example, Mm -hmm. and I forget my mask, I'm not gonna freak out about it, freak out. Or I'm not going to, but the crazy thing is then people will think like you're anti-mask or anything like that. It's so funny. It's a very weird thing. And look, shit, I spent a lot of 2020 and half of 2021 also being like, you motherfuckers got to do it. Because my whole thing is, look, man, especially if it's surging, like the Omari Khan surge. Yeah. You know, or if it's mandated or anything like that, like who cares? Like, let's do it. Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it done. And that because- was the trip with Omicron too. It's like we thought we were pretty much out of it. We were like there was light at the end of the tunnel. And then around Christmas, it was just like boom. It was crazy. You know, all yeah. over again. Yeah, we were like, oh God, it's just gonna be another two years. Um I mean, it feels like it's gonna be forever, but <laughs> I know. I know. So it's just kind of I I'm always weary of saying this because I, I understand. The, all the shit about like long COVID is a thing and it's yeah. scary and you don't want to do that. And we still really don't know the effects of what having COVID is going to do to people long term. Yeah. Uh, there are immunocompromised people, uh, you know, so I, I, I do get weary whenever I say or even hear we just kind of have to learn to live with it. But I do think that there is a little bit of truth to that. Uh, I mean, like we are at a point now where it's like, are we ever going to get rid of this? Mm-hmm. And if we're not, then we do have to kind of change our mindset to if this is what we're going to have to live with, how yeah. do we live with it? How do we do a new sense of normalcy? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. I think... I think like we just kind of have to figure that out and and you know I think because when you hear for instance a republican sorry for all the republicans listening <laughs> uh, the one hear, person in DC is like I'm out of yeah, here I'm out of here but hear me out <laughs> hear me out sir uh when you when you when you like have a republican say some things like hey I kind of think like you know we should shift our focus from social distancing and masking all the time to treatments and like, how do we like make sure if you do catch COVID, you don't have severe effects or you don't have long COVID. Uh, When you hear a Republican say that you kind of shut down because they operate in such bad faith all the time. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, it's kind of the messenger type thing. Big time. And and we we unfortunately live in a society where messaging is important. And not unfortunately, but we live in a society where uh messaging is taken as black and white all the time. Where it's like, yeah. all right, you may be saying something that's true, but you say shit that is bullshit so often that I don't want to hear this come from you because I don't believe you're operating. I don't in believe good faith. it. 
mm-hmm. right? You know, when mm-hmm. you say these things, because you because you can't say that now when like two years ago you were saying we shouldn't be wearing masks. Like you've been saying this the whole time, you know. <sighs> That's exactly. different than that's different than like looking at the situation and seeing where we are and being like, hmm, do yeah. we need to shift our focus? You know, and unfortunately, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people who have been saying it for two years are saying things that might make sense, but I don't want to hear it from you because like you're not saying it because it makes sense. You're just kind of cherry picking on something uh, and piggybacking off you know, things that could work now, but you haven't been on our side the entire fucking time. The entire time. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And those of us who have been dealing with it on a day-to-day basis, I think you just really have to deal with it in the present because we're very aware that this is brand new. We don't know how it's going to behave. We don't know where it's going. So there's more of a realistic approach to self-care for the day where it's just Mm -hmm. like, I have no idea what's going on except for this present moment. So that's why, yes, I continue to wash my hands and use hand sanitizer yeah. and wear my mask. Cause it's like, yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't, if I, if there's anything I can do to prevent, you know, even if it does feel like nerdy or whatever now, I don't care. It's like, no, you I, I'd rather be safe. I'd rather take care because of all the concerns you just listed and the fact yeah. that we are going to be in this for a while. And, um, that's part of why I wanted to start this was because I was like, how do we as a, a, a soft baby human race cope mm-hmm. through that? Because it's such a mind fuck yeah. and it's such a complete 180 transition to the way we were carefree living our lives. How mm-hmm. do we cope? What are the cool things? What are the good things we find in life that are positive to be excited about? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy because the last two years have been anxiety filled for me. Like Ooh, I, yeah. I suffer from health anxiety anyway. Me too. I'm with you. Um, So suffering from health anxiety in the middle of a pandemic is a very shitty recipe. Oh, <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a very shitty recipe, right? Oh. So for me, you know, it's hard. It was hard to cope for a lot and it still is in many ways. But, you know, for me, the the way that I've been trying to cope and this is just for me is like being okay doing things, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of have to force yourself to do things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and just kind of, I don't know. It's it's very weird. I, I, I like I said, I can only speak for myself because this is what I have to tell myself. Mm-hmm. Like you, you kind of have to force yourself to do things, and just believe that you've done everything right. To mm-hmm. if something does happen, it's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what we're scared. Of. If somebody with health, I mean, and I don't, you know, my health anxiety can be different than yours, but. Generally speaking, for people with health anxiety, the thing we fear is something physically physically going wrong with us to the point where we get sick and are immobilized or die. Yeah. Right. That's what you're scared of. That's what you're scared of. And and you take on all these you, every little headache you like it's just a brain tumor you know exactly so, right. you know it's That's just exactly right every little shimmer or shake I'm like this is it this is the heart this attack is, this, this is, is Parkinson's this is you know it's so much <laughs> shit right 
Yeah. And it's crazy and it's scary. And like for me, the way that I can get through it is, or that I have to cope with it, is just to live life and and continually tell myself that you're not wrong for living life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Having fun with people and laughing with people and, and you know, and, and taking safety seriously into a precaution. Like during the surge, I didn't really go out. No. Um, but like I'm going out now and things like that and, and I'm traveling and stuff. So, you know, it's, and we still got to work, you know, like still I still got to go to set. Yeah. Uh, I was on, I booked a McDonald's commercial and it was like, Hey bro, we already, we got a backup for you in case you get it. And that shit like freaked me out. So, you wow. know, like that's, that's a stressor right there. You know, it's all around us where you could get something. Right. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, for me to cope, it's just to remember the things that you enjoyed um, before this pandemic hit and try to operate in the same space of um, something could have happened to you then, too. Right. That's <laughs> right? very, very good point. Very um, true. Very good and point. And it's not easy. It's not easy because, you know, uh, I went to a couple concerts over the past couple weeks, and I went to a game last last night and things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, <laughs> every day you're continually waking up and just kind of waiting for that throat to itch. I know. And, and when it does, you're like, "Oh, uh, is this it?" And then it kind of goes away. You're like, "All right, oh, you thank know." God. So yeah. you still have that, and like that that stress, that fight or flight that your body's going through is staying with you. So it's totally. I you have know. like agoraphobia, mild agoraphobia anyway, mm -hmm. that started later in my 30s. Like I was pretty good. Like I had anxiety and depression all through my life. It started around 12. But then mm -hmm. it wasn't until like my 20s and 30s that my anxiety started getting really, really, really bad. So yeah. I already have that sort of semi like I don't want to leave the house anxious feeling because I'm afraid something bad is going to happen or... I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint someone. I'm afraid yeah. like I'm not going to be able to follow through on a job or I'm not going to be able to follow through on a commitment. That's always my biggest thing is what if I have a panic attack and can't follow through? Yeah. So it's hard for me. It's already hard for me to get myself out of the house. Yeah. And now it's, it's just exorbitantly it's difficult because it's like, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to make someone sick. And I'm already, right. I'm scared of, you know, the world anyway, as it is. So I think it's a good point for you to go back and just kind of focus on the present moment, like you were saying, and be like, well, today I'm waking up and I've got this thing to do, right? So I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to get up and get out of bed and brush my teeth and do it. Yeah. Um, and it's like that constant kind of soothing voice to yourself, just being like, hey, you got this. Even if it takes every moment, it's like mm -hmm. literally just being in the present and going, you got this. You can you can handle this. You know, that moment passed and you're still breathing. And now this yeah. moment has passed and you're still breathing. I think that's the thing, you know, with every breath, right? You're just mm -hmm. like, hey, you're still doing it. You're still breathing. Your heart is still beating. You're still here. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it is, it's, it's a very fearful thing because you know uh is it I, I heard something recently where i think i don't want to say this was the start of my terrible like 2020 was very hard for me mm. 2021 was 
not easy, but 2020 and half of 2021 was very hard for me emotionally, mm. anxiety-wise. Mm. Um, and I heard something that said uh, depression is is you focusing on the past mm-hmm. and anxiety is you focusing on the future. Yep. I've, um, I feel like I've said that before myself. Yeah, it feels yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, like, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, well, actually, well, fuck off. Like, cause <laughs> in general terms, like that is kind of what it is. It is you're depressed because of things that have happened or you're thinking about things and you have anxiety because yeah. of things that you think will happen. And the two can feed into each other. I know that oh, is big true. Because it deals um, with control, lack of control. Right, and lack mm-hmm. of control. That's another thing with health anxiety is the mm-hmm. lack of control. Um, that's, what you're fa- that's what you're fearful of. And, the, and, and unfortunately with anxiety, especially health anxiety in a pandemic with the disease or an illness that we don't know much about, we didn't know much about, we're still continually learning, yeah. uh, it is the unknown. And yes. that is what people are. That's what people with anxiety are yes. scared of. That's people the fear with anxiety, trigger. Yeah. Even people with social anxiety, like I'm scared to talk to people. No, yeah. You're not, you're not scared to talk to people. You're scared of how those interactions may go. May go. <laughs> you know, like exactly. it, it's the fear of the future. Um, exactly. And, and, you know, even if you have social anxiety while you're in it in the present uh, and you feel that. Yeah, it, it is still a matter of, uh, this doesn't feel good. I don't feel right. Uh, this mm-hmm. gives me anxiety because mm-hmm. you know this conversation is going to keep going, going, right? You can't just like, all right, I'm done with this and go home. Right. Like you can, but like you know, but that's what you're that's what you're afraid of. So that's what you're afraid of. I think like. You know, I don't have any magical coping things. Like sometimes I'll play video games. I watch a lot of TV. Yeah, uh, I smoke a lot of weed too. Smoke a lot I'm, of weed. Watch yeah. porn. Like yeah. I'll do all the shit that <laughs> yeah. all the things that make me happy. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, it's just kind of like continually talking to myself. Yep. That's yeah. that's kind of the coping that I have to do is continually talking to myself and saying like. You're okay, and if something happens, chances are it won't be the end of the world. And if something bad happens, like you'll do what you've always done, and you'll deal with it. You know, and that's, that's much easier said than done. Yeah, that's what I try to tell um, myself too in those moments of like, okay, Megan, what's the absolute worst thing that can happen? Right? You have a panic attack in public. Uh, you lose control of your bowels. You shit your pants, and you fall down and faint. Well, someone's mm-hmm. going to call an ambulance. You're going to wind yeah. up at the hospital. You're going to be okay. Was it super embarrassing? Do you wish it didn't happen? Yeah. But are you still going to live? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it's like, I shit you know, my pants and I'm still here. <laughs> still here. Still here to tell the tale, baby. Still here to tell that tale. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows. But I think you're right. It's really important to tell yourself like, you know, I do, I do have this. It's like, and that's why you say it's important to just go out and do it. Even if it is something along the lines of social anxiety, it's like, okay, if I do talk to this person, chances are good that I will learn that I come out of it okay. That I was able to move through the conversation. I was able to navigate through it. And eventually the conversation was over and I could move on. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with show anxiety or, um, 
driving anxiety to a destination, you know, just, oh, I have a two hour drive. I hate being in traffic for that long. Uh, what if I have, you know, a panic attack in the car? It's like, well, then you pull over and you have mm. a panic attack in the car. And yeah. if you feel like it's so severe that you can't drive, then again, at worst case scenario, there's an ambulance to come and get you or you call a friend or you have someone take you to the emergency room. It's like, and yeah. that I'm talking worst case, right? I'm talking worst, worst case. Let me just stare it down in its eyes. What would I absolutely be terrified of happening? Well, even if yep. that happened, I'd still be okay. I'd still right. come out of it okay. I'd still survive, most likely. <laughs> right. Yeah, most likely. That's the thing, right? We That's we always got to throw that caveat. Most likely. <laughs> most I'll likely. I'll be okay. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. It's wild. It is wild. A crazy world. It's a crazy world, a crazy time. I uh, know. I would have much rather like a zombie apocalypse. Oh, it would have been way more, way more fun. At least it, with the anxiety of like hitting a target, we'd be able to shoot things or yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least there's the, some aggression to get out. There's some aggression, and like anxiety for me is generally, like I said, the fear of the unknown. Right? Uh, yeah. Like I know, like for instance, horror movies. Horror movies can cause anxiety because of the fear of the unknown. But for me specifically, horror movies that don't scare me are like. Movies like, I mean, these have become camp now, but like a mm -hmm. movie like Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. Like, that nigga not going to catch me. Like, right. so right. I'm not scared of that. <laughs> like, I'm not right. scared of Michael Myers. Like, that, right. that type of stuff doesn't scare me because, first of all, if if it was to happen, like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm good. Because mm -hmm. there's no more fear of that than just a random you know, racist white dude on the street walking up to me and stabbing me. So like, yeah, uh, no you know, I, yeah. so I don't have any, any fear of walking down the street with that in the back of my mind. I mean, you know, so, so like, but psychological horrors, that fucks those me will, up. Those will get me too. That'll mm -hmm. fuck me up because I'm just like, oh, this could kind of happen. Like the sixth sense, uh -huh. the sixth sense fucked me up because it's just like, what? I know like in our mind of minds, it couldn't happen. But what if? Uh -huh. I was seeing dead people like, you know, <laughs> just, just what if, you know, Oh, so. totally, totally. Or like, um, what's the what Midsommar? Like, what if I yeah. did follow a stranger to some strange camp and yeah. just because I thought it would be fun one summer and then ended up in See, this horrible situation. <laughs> Midsummer didn't scare me either because my black ass wouldn't have gone to that shit. <laughs> A black ass woman like, where we going, bro? Nah, we gotta, you gotta tell You're me like, the uh -uh. details, man. We doing what? <laughs> nah, bro, man. I'll see y'all when y'all get back. Y'all be blessed. Have a good time. Absolutely Have a great not. time. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I watched this other one recently. It was called, um, oh God, I'm not thinking of the name right now. Fresh. It was called Fresh and it was on mm. Hulu. Mm -hmm. And it was stylized. It was shot really well. And there were all these really like, you know, there are all these shots, all these close-ups of like people eating and really, really close-up shots of mouths. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a cannibal movie. I know it. That's the dude and, from like the Marvel movies, right? He's in yes, that. What's his name? Yes. I can't think of Sebastian I, something. Sebastian or... something. He's great. He was also, he yeah. played Tommy Lee in the Pam and Tommy um, yeah, yeah. biopic. It was, it was really, really good. I really Sebastian liked the Stan. movie. Yeah. Sebastian Stan. Thank you. Yeah. He's a cutie too. He's a good looking man. But yeah, he was yeah. like, 
uh, he was the the love interest in the film. And the way it was shot, I was just like, oh, this is going to get to me. This is going to freak me out. And it totally did because it just felt something. It felt like something so realistic that could happen to a woman easily, easily, yeah. easily. Um, yeah. But it's that, yeah, it's those, those kind of movies that get to me too. And yeah. they're making more and more and more of them. <laughs> they are. They are. I remember I saw um, It Follows. Have you seen this before? Yes, that's a good one. So, yeah, It Follows. Like, it fo- and like I, I, I have started over the past few years watching more horror movies. Like, I had stopped. Mm-hmm. Like, after I saw The Sick, I will watch, because my mom loved horror movies, so I grew up on horror movies. Me too. And then Same. I watched The Sixth Sense, and it fucked me up. Uh, and then I was just like, I can't do horror movies anymore. Uh, and so, but recently I have gotten over the past like four or five, six years, I've gotten back into watching horror movies. Um, even if they're psychological to a degree, uh, like, I think I need to watch the sixth sense again, just to like have it come full circle. I haven't watched it since the first time I saw it. Cause I literally slept in my, I was 13 and I literally slept in my mom's bed. Oh, for two that's months. the cutest thing. No, you definitely have to watch uh, it as an adult. I gotta watch it as catch, an adult. Yeah, you're gonna catch so yeah. many cool moments. And it's actually, I think you'll have a much different perspective on it because when you watch it as an adult, you have more of a sympathy from the eyes of the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. So, like, I wish I could still be here and people can see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or their stories or whatever they're trying to tell Cole. It's like, oh, listen, yeah. buddy, listen to that. That person has a story to tell. I know. I should watch it again. <laughs> Maybe one day. You should. But, uh, but I watched It Follows and this came out, I don't know. It Follows came out probably like five or six years ago at this point. Something, Something like, that. like that. Yeah. I don't even know. A little bit. Um, and I remember I was in Chicago. I was visiting Chicago. I'm from Chicago, but I was back home and I watched it with a group of friends. We all watched it. And through the movie, like, look, if spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen it, follow Jenny, you don't want to it's spoiled. Mute, mute this. Mute part. this. Uh, but, you know, because you've seen it like mm-hmm. it's just about a, an entity that is following you uh, to hunt you and kill you. And the way to rid it of you is to sleep with someone Somebody and pass else. it on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, it, so if you hear that, you're like, that sounds ridiculous that's crazy <laughs> like that sounds fucking stupid and then after you like so it's a message for like stds, STDs? is that what we're talking about right uh-huh. and so i'm watching this and i'm just like this is kind of dumb i don't like this blah 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 and then we the movie's over we all are outside we you know say our goodbyes and then i start like walking to where i was staying at the time um by myself and like I found myself like tensing up and just kind of like looking behind me and it was like, is some shit following me? And I was like, ah, oh, it fucking got me. <laughs> it got it me. It got me. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize it got me. But it God got me. And it. I was like, God damn it. And then made me like realize like, damn, I guess it was a pretty good fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was yeah. really good. The tone of the movie was really shot well. Just the way it was yeah. lit just felt very dark and ominous and just like yeah. the long, long, long shots of walking or driving were really good. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like, it was just very unsettling. The whole thing it was, was very it, And I didn't realize that until... I left the theater and was walking home by myself and was worried about some shit following me. (laughs) I love that so much. That's so funny. Yeah. There's like, there's a, there's another thing going through like sitting and having, trying to find shit to do is like, there's so much to watch. 
there's just so much TV to watch. Yeah. And there's just so many movies that have, that just continue to come out. And now it's Oscar season. And it's just like, oh my God, there's so many screeners to look at. And like, I have, I couldn't tell you one movie that is up this year. I couldn't tell you <laughs> one. And I'm like, yeah. I'm in SAG. I should know better. I should be voting on this shit. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen anything this year. Yeah. I, I've seen a few of them. Um, don't Look Up. I saw that. West Side Story. I saw that. I heard West Side Story was really, really good. What did you West think? West Side Story was really, really long. Uh- um, <laughs> it was so fucking long. <laughs> and I've never really, I've never really loved West Side Story. Like, obviously, Same. you know, I'm a, I'm a theater kid and I grew up doing it in musicals. So I've seen West Side yeah. Story the original and I've seen it live. Um, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like I was unfamiliar with the story. But I was just like, this shit is long. That movie was like two hours and 50 minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, like, I would, like, what the fuck, man? We get, we know what this is. Like, cut yeah. all this extra shit out. Yeah. It was beautifully it's shot. A, it's not the Batman. Like, let's, let's no. relax a little bit. I think that's also where I made the mistake, too. Because, like, I, I, I saw the Batman earlier in the day. Oh, and then, no. And then went over to someone's house. And she was like, you want to watch West Side Story? I was like, all right, let's do it. And by the end of it, it's like two in the morning. We're both asleep. Uh, <laughs> it's like, this shit is so long. There's also like, I didn't remember. Like I said, I, I never really loved it. Um, and like, I guess I haven't seen an iteration of West Side Story since college. Um, so this is, you know, 14 years ago, probably. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And um, I, so I forgot that she fucked dude right after he killed her brother. Yeah. I'm like, this shit is crazy, man. This yeah. shit is crazy. Uh, Pretty intense. It's fucking crazy. So West Side Story to me was not good. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, wasn't the anything best. groundbreaking because I've seen it. It's definitely sure. not my favorite musical of all time. That's for sure. So no. I was like, hey, I'll pass. But then a couple people told me it's really well shot and it's really good and that it's not as mm. problematic as the original. And I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> That's intriguing. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I mean, I guess so. I, I mean, I I always find it interesting when people bring up something being problematic mm-hmm. in a story that is about things being problematic. Problematic, like mm-hmm. West Side Story. West Side Story, the plot is meant to be problematic. That's mm-hmm. the point of it. Like white people hate these Puerto Ricans, Puerto Ricans. like that. That's the basis of that is problematic, right? right? So it it always interests me when when people like use that against. A f- I I just restarted watching Chuck. I don't know if you remember that show or not. I remember um, it. I've never yeah. watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so like, um, I just finished my rewatch of it a couple of days ago. Actually, there are two characters in this show. Their names are Jeff and Lester. And this movie, this show ended in 2012, had five seasons. So it ended 10 years ago, started 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, comedy generally ages not as well as other not things. As well. But yeah. Jeff and Lester, but Chuck ages very well. If anybody has seen it and hasn't rewatched it recently, go watch it again. It ages pretty well. Jeff and Lester have some moments that don't age as well because they are the, the basis of their characters are they are. Like the the main, it's like a, a 
the store they work in is like a Best Buy, which I've worked okay. in before. Uh-huh. And they are two characters who are the creepy people at Best Buy. They work in the nerd <laughs> herd, which is like Geek Squad. Uh-huh. Uh, they are creeps to women. They they are just fucking weirdos. They are always like either high and say, they they are what you think of when you think of those two re- retail workers, right? Uh-huh. The uh-huh. retail worker, the stereotypical retail workers. So this is what they are. Uh, and there are some things that I was just like, eh, ooh, maybe, but like for the most part, <laughs> I'm like. They, you know, they, they're fine because the show at every turn recognizes that these two dudes are problematic. That right. is the joke. That's right. the joke. They are problematic. Every time they say something creepy about women, somebody else says, will you please fucking stop? Oh, don't talk to them. Leave them alone. Like, you know, that's the joke of that's it. And joke I, of it. I was saying that and somebody was like, they haven't aged well at all. How can you say they've only slightly? Like, and I'm just like, because the show itself was calling out the fact that these two dudes are problematic. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and if the show is doing that, it's hard for me to say, well, whew, they were so problematic. Yeah, that was the fucking point. I agree <laughs> like, with you That there. was the point of the two characters, right? Yeah, uh, that's their purpose was serving. Yeah, Their purpose was serving. And the show, and it, they weren't problematic and the show wasn't recognizing it. Every episode they did something, <laughs> everybody else was like, these two dudes are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, or like, women, leave them alone. Women don't go to them. Don't talk to them and blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately, there are people like that in retail. Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> um, indeed. And so, you know, to the West Side Street, I say all that to say, it's very weird to hear somebody say it's not as problematic because to me, was this person white who said that? Yes. Yes, they yeah. were. That makes sense. Because to me, <laughs> I'm like, the story is problematic. So it's still, yes, it is still a problem. If you don't want it to be problematic, then don't fucking remake West Side Story. West Side That's Story. That's what my black yeah. ass thinks. Like yeah. <laughs> when I think yeah. of like shit like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if the story is based on it being problematic, uh, I don't need it to tone down this problematicness. Uh, totally. If that makes any sense. And I you think know? they were saying more to the more to the vein of like, well, you know, it's not a white woman at least playing Maria this mm, time. Mm-hmm. I think that's more what they were saying. That, that like, makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. like at least it's not another Natalie Rita, Wood Angelo. Rita, uh, Rita Moreno is white. Uh yeah, or no, wasn't it Natalie Wood? I thought Rita uh like who played Maria? So now I'm maybe I'm wrong because I was thinking Natalie Wood. Uh, like who played the main girl, right? Yeah, yeah. I am. Oh, hold on, hold on. Now I gotta. Now I gotta make sure. Pause, please. <laughs> um, hold on. Like I thought that. She played Maria, but maybe she didn't. Maybe she plays. Uh, was it groundbreaking? Which haven't played. Oh, she played Anita. Anita. Okay. Anita. Yeah. So Maria there we go. was probably played by a white. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I see. Told you. All right. Then yes, it's, that makes sense. That, yeah, it's, but still, like, I totally like. I love. Like, I totally follow up on your point. And agree with your point that it's like. Well, it is a problematic story, so you can't get mad about problematic teams in yeah. general. Like uh, even even like going off of South Park, 
South Park will tackle the most crazy issues that nobody will touch with a 10 foot pole, but they do it so well. And it's because they're making fun of the ignorance. They're calling out the ignorance. They're calling out the stupidity. And um, like they just, they just dropped six new episodes on HBO and I, I watched, I gobbled them up. I watched them so fast and they made yeah. me laugh so hard. They were really, really good. Like I love, there's a, I love the, that. oh man, there's like an episode called Pajama Day and it's basically all pertaining to, um, the way we wear our masks. And so it turns <laughs> into that it's kids pajama day at school. And then one class doesn't get to go to pajama day. So it turns into a whole citywide fight about pajamas versus not pajamas. And That's funny. there's this one scene where they try to seat them at a restaurant. She goes, you can wear your pajamas into the restaurant. You can take them off while you're eating, but you have to put your pajamas back on when you leave. <laughs> when you're done eating at the restaurant. Yeah, And it's literally gotten that ludicrous. It's just, it's just it is, yeah. yeah, it's the it's perfect gotten, call out. Uh I think of that shit, too. Like, you know, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, where it's just like, yeah, some of the things that like these Republicans and anti-vaxxers and MAGA people and Trumpers are saying, I don't want to hear you say it because you're on on bullshit all the time. Yeah. But like, if you ask me in my heart of hearts and the secret of like four walls but nobody else is listening, I'm like, it is kind of theater when we go to a restaurant and take our masks. Like, it's it totally fucking is. theater. <laughs> like, it totally it is. It 100% is. They're not wrong about that. It's just yeah. the reasoning that the they're reasoning. saying it is wrong. <laughs> like, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm 100% yeah, it's 100% theater. Like, if I go to a restaurant with my mask on, I walk through the door have it off the entire fucking time and be, and then have to go pee and I'd be like, hey, put your mask on. Like, get the fuck, like, all right. Okay. If okay. you need me to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sure. It's you know. so funny. We're just trying to figure funny. this goddamn thing out and we all look so stupid. Like, I'm sure everyone above us, everyone looking down on us, God, whoever, the angels, they're just like, oh my God, just face calming yeah. it because we're so sad. We're just trying to yeah. figure it out. It's funny. Um, also, I was just, I just thought like to the point of West Side Story, not to go back to this, but like I think of you know somebody uh, be it, it being applauded for not having a white woman play a Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like I again, my black ass is like that shouldn't be applauded. It's two thousand fucking twenty two. Yeah. Like of course, uh, like the You're vitriol right. that they would get of a white person play a uh, 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 Puerto Rican is yeah. like, would be insane. Like they didn't do anything special yeah. there uh, yeah. by having a Puerto Rican play a Puerto Rican. Um, but it's sad that we recognize it as being special. It's like, Oh, Hollywood right. hasn't done that before. It's yeah. just, it's gross. It's really gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And it should so, be. All, Steve, <laughs> all Steven did was not be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't do anything brave or yeah. unproblematic. He just was not stupid. Stupid about it, exactly. <laughs> and, and times have changed, you know. And that's a that's a sad thing to always think about too. Like it was that movie filmed in 1960. Yeah, like you know, yeah. times were different then. Uh, that's, that's that's just kind of that's that's the sad truth. Times were fucking mm-hmm. different then, and I wish they weren't. And I'm glad that they've changed, but. You can't change the fact that that's where they were back then. That's where they were back then. Yeah. 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 And so many movies reflect the same thing. I mean, even a lot like if you're just watching like Gidget or Elvis movies, you'll be like, what the fuck did they just say? Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it'll blow your mind just how, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, you know, like, there are some white films or some movies where white people say the N-word, right? And it's usually mm. in context or anything like that. But, you know, watching, like, shows from the 60s, when they could have just said, you're a black man, they would always be like, and this Negro walked in and said, howdy do to, and I'm just uh, like, God damn, like shit was different then, it was just different then. Yeah. <laughs> it was different then. And then, and there'll be black, when Sidney Poitier died, and like, a lot, they were showing a lot of clips of shit, and like, this dude is acting in a film, and just being called Negro to his face, in situations where it's not like they're trying to just use a racial slur, they're just being like, Oh, this is my Negro friend here. Right, just like, right. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, I know it. It is fucking, it is wild. And this black man just had to sit there. And because like, and he probably didn't think much. I'm sure he did think a lot of it, but it was also, he was used to it. Yeah. Right. It's just crazy how times change, man. Woo. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and thank God. And thank God for that. I couldn't imagine my white friend being like, this is my Negro friend. My Negro friend, <laughs> Just like, oh my God. I can't even imagine that. I would oh be upset. Yeah, I would be like... Be fucking punch in the face. Like, that come is on, bro. insane. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, times have just changed in that aspect where, you know, what are you going to do? But... We could talk about it, but you can't change it. I know. I know. We have changed it. We we have changed it, it but we can't changing, go back in time and But we can't it. go back in time. Right. But yeah. it, at least it is changing now. People are waking up at least and realizing like, oh, the way we've gone about things before is horribly wrong and horribly yeah. racist. And there's so many things that I overlooked, you know, in my life or whatever. It's like people are finally waking up to that. And yeah. that makes me really, really, really happy because it gives me hope for the future. And like kids today, kids are dope. Like kids get it. Like mm. I like some of my friends, you know, that are now have kids that are like five and six where they're old enough. They're still very young, but they're old enough to know sort of what's up. Their attitudes yeah. are so cool about people and the world and f new yeah. friends. Like it's just it's very loving. I feel like um, future coming forward. So that makes me happy. That makes me really That's happy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody um, keep your kids away from me. That's right. <laughs> Keep your kids away from me. That Jordan, have you ever seen that Jordan meme? I have. Uh, every time it's so simple, but it cracks me up every it's time. So funny. I mean, it's just like it's just Jordan looking and I fuck them kids. Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny and so yeah. And I it's always like right too. It's always somebody who's like, oh, I want to go to Disneyland, but there's so many adults there and my kids just had to wait in an hour long line. And then somebody posts that joint. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I love that oh, so much. Man. It's so great. Um, so we talked, yeah, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, some kind of, some things that have, brought you joy as far as coping, but what's something yeah. maybe just this week that has brought you some mm. sort of joy or some sort of uh, inspiration? Oh, uh, what's today? Thursday? Today's Thursday. Let me, let me, In let, me think of, let me think about the, let me think about the week. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing too. Like my, 
That's that's one thing about one, just being in a pandemic and two, not having a normal nine to five. I know um, is my days are always thrown the fuck off. I um, know mine, too. And like they feel the hours and the days feel excruciatingly long. But the weeks yeah. go by so fast. They go by so fast, so fast. So fast. Um, uh, it, it, what, what happened this week? Uh, this week has been relatively tame. I, w- I would say that um, it's not so much something that happened this week, but something that this week uh, has something that's about to happen in a, in yeah. a few days that this week has like I've started to feel the excitement for it a lot more is yeah. I'm going to uh, WrestleMania. <gasps> um, oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Yeah, in Dallas on the first, uh, from the first to the fourth, the whole weekend I'm going. Oh and, my God, you're gonna have <clears throat> so much fun! Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Stone Cold Steve into, Austin will um, be there. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah. I got into AEW recently, like recently yeah. within the last like six months, mm-hmm. and I eat that shit up so hard. I think it's so much fun. I love it's it. A lot I of love. Fun. The athleticism really impresses yeah. me and just the storylines and the drama I really yeah. get into. I it's think great. it's so much fun. I tell people all the time, you know, like I, I, I grew up watching wrestling and I took some time off from like 03 to 2011, but I've been watching pretty religiously since then. Um, and like, I, I one, I love it. You know, it, it merges all the things that I love. Um, I love sports. Emerges mm-hmm. athleticism of 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 sports. Mm-hmm. I love uh, acting. Emerges that. I yep. love live theater. Emerges that. I love yep. improv. Emerges that. It is literally uh, improv live theater with stage combat. And yeah. it's just so fun. And then it's also the soap opera effect to it, right? The storylines. Oh, big time. You know, I this is the, that the, that's the thing where I don't understand people sometimes. Where it's just like you make fun of something. But you like the same shit. Like people are like, oh, you watch wrestling. Oh, you watch soap operas. Yeah, nigga, you do too. You do like too. you, you watch movies. You read books. Like those are storylines, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're probably not. Oh, and then the whole idea of taste. Well, I watch high drama or high art. Like, shut up. No, you don't. You just think too much of yourself. Like is what exactly. it generally is. Exactly. And so wrestling is. I. I. I it surprises me that more actors. Aren't don't into wrestle. wrestling. Not don't mm-hmm. wrestle, but just aren't into it because, uh, especially if you're an actor who likes sports, uh, because it, it merges two things that you love together with the fun little storyline that you can just keep following. And it's an escapism thing. It's a total And it's so fun. Thing. Yeah, it's the most fun to get into and just like, you know, turn out the lights, make some popcorn and watch the fights. Like, I yeah, just love yeah. it. And it makes me, it's empowering too. Like, it makes me, I want to do it. I would love to wrestle. I would oh, think yeah. it would be so much fun. I'm probably a little too old for it now, but I would have the biggest blast. I know, I'd be like, man, I'm 35, but if I could get into it now, nah, my, my, my back hurts from walking. <laughs> Like I but went on a flat land like, walk uh, and uh, my back was hurting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you look at people like Sting or like Chris Jericho that are still going like balls to the wall, full on getting their backs knocked out, getting their teeth knocked yeah. out. It's like, homeboy, you're 63. It's incredible. <laughs> right, right. It is incredible. Yeah. Um, um, all right. That's awesome. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. Stone Cold hasn't wrestled in 19 years. Woo! So. 
Uh, he'll be coming back to lace up the boots, and and I'm just excited to be around wrestling nerds for a few days. Yeah. And, uh, do something. Do you have a group fun. of friends that you like to go with? Um, I, I do have friends that I go with, and like I don't have a group of friends that's like every time there's wrestling near or around, I go with them. Uh-huh. Uh but like you know there's always a group of people that I know that are like you know Dan, the Dan Blacks of the world or uh you know I have a lot of friends within our community and then a lot of friends like you know just from back home or in general um from so rad I'll talk about wrestling on like podcasts and then like I'll get like fans who are uh, fans of those podcasts I'll be on like will hit me up man it was so cool to hear you talk about <laughs> wrestling and then they'll follow <laughs> me and shit um ah that's awesome yeah so cause I you know if I like it I'll talk about it on any show I'm on so yeah uh, and, and people like that cause it's like oh man don't nobody ever talk about wrestling on the, on the daily zeitgeist yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know I'll talk about it and be like yeah man let's talk we can talk about it <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. Yeah. I want a t-shirt that says, nobody talks about wrestling on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. I love wrestling. I love it too. I'm right there with it's you. It's fun. It's fun. <clears throat> so yeah. I wanted that's, to go, there cool. was a show in LA, but it got sold out like overnight. It was done in like a oh, couple Oh, the AEW hours. show? Yes. Oh, I'll yeah. be there. You lucky. I'll be there. Oh, I mean, so I also jealous. know I also know people in WWE and AEW. Uh, That's so, so cool. Like, like I did a, I was in a video. Um, uh, the Young Bucks um, <gasps> do a YouTube channel, uh-huh. and they release videos every week. And I was in one of their videos a couple months oh, ago. My God, you have to send that um, to me. Yeah, it was very. It was. It, I did it with Ryan Nemeth, who is yeah. Uh, Dick, uh, he plays a, a Hollywood honk um, on AEW, and oh, uh, he's a friend God. of mine. And uh, yeah, it was cool. So, like, and, and and I know a lot of writers in wrestling. If next time they're coming, I'll I'll hit you up, um, please, please. Because like I I know people who are able to like get on, jump on it quick, and like talk to people and shit like that. So oh, yeah, I'll yes, be there. Please, that's I'll so be there. Much at the forum too, which would be very fun. That'd be very, very, very fun, fun to see. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I mean, it's also cool too because AEW has a lot of old WWE uh, WWE guys, e wrestlers. Yeah. You know, so I haven't seen CM Punk in years. Uh, He's I probably love, one of my favorites. Yeah, CM I used Punk to love one of my him. favorites. Chicago kid. I used to love him a lot. Um, and you know he left wrestling for like seven years. When he came yeah. back. Uh, he came back the same weekend I was in Vegas to go to SummerSlam for WWE. So like oh, that's I, nuts. I like watched it in my hotel room while I was in Vegas for WWE shit. Uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, what he's Brian going by Danielson. now. Um, <laughs> Huge WWE guy for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be cool to see some of these like people perform again, but not under the WWE monkier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Do you have a preference between AEW or WWE? Um, I, I, I'm, I mostly watch WWE, but mm-hmm. not because I have a preference. Um, I don't like stand culture like that. Uh, so, and, and unfortunately, AEW has a lot of stands who just want to see WWE fail <laughs> and yeah. WWE has a lot of assholes who 
you know, just be like, we're the number one, which is true, right, but it's just right. like, all right, whatever. Uh, I right. mostly watch mostly WWE because WWE has enough programming already that to add another show on top of it, it's just like, all right, this this is a little is a too lot. much wrestling. That's <laughs> a lot of wrestling. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a lot. So I'll keep up with AEW. I'll watch some of the bigger shows. <laughs> um, you know, I know what's going on. I know who the people are for the most part. Yeah, sounds like, like you do. That. But the last like, pay-per-view was insane. The last the last uh, pay-per-view matches were crazy. Yeah. That was a really yeah. good night. It, yeah, they put on great shows. I mean, look, AEW is, you know, what I, what a lot of people wish WWE would do um, in some ways. Yeah. Because WWE has the spectacle aspect. You know, they're For huge. For sure. For they're, sure. They're yeah. big dogs. So. Yeah. And, if it uh, and they also have great talent. Visit. Yeah, mm-hmm. great talent, but W, but AEW does bring back like you know the fact that they can bleed and yeah, you know ladder matches lo- and tack matches and all that crazy yeah. shit. Oh my god, it's great. It brings back what it it, it it harkens to a little bit of the era of what made a lot of people our age fall in love with wrestling during the Attitude Era during the eighties uh, and the nineties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, that's the cool thing about AEW that I really enjoy. Me too. Me too. I think that's why I fell into it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much yeah. fun. It's very fun. Well, dude, thank you so much for spending your hour with me. Thank you for ah. waking up early and coming and talking to me. And I always enjoy, you know, hanging out with you. So I really appreciate this, Jaquise. Oh, this was great. Thank you so much. I uh, love talking, love talking wrestling at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love the whole convo. It was great. It was so good to see you. So uh, good to see you. Next time, we'll, we, um, next time it'll be in person. Yes, please. I would yes. love that. Yes. Um, where can we find you to look you up and make sure that you're doing good things in the future? Yeah, yeah. Uh, at Jackie's Neal on everything. J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. Um, yeah, that's where I post everything that I'm doing. I'll be... Uh, they haven't had a release. They haven't released a date yet for when the season premieres, but I'll be in a couple episodes of Physical next year or this year Yay! when it comes out, uh, season two. So that should be fun. Be on the lookout for that. Other VO stuff coming down the pipeline as well. Animation, some good shit. So, uh, yeah, just keep on uh, the lookout, I guess. That makes me so happy. I'm just so stoked for you. That's so exciting. No, and you have you. such an amazing voice. So it was only a matter of time before you started like getting those gigs. Ah, well, I, if, as long as the money keeps rolling in. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, but no, it's a good time. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of it was course. Good talking to you. So good talking to you and have a good rest of your week. Bye. You've been listening to Morning with Megan, podcast produced by Arlo Sanders, artwork by Joy Mamie, and hosted by me, Megan Parks. Please join my Patreon at patreon.com slash morningwithmegan, where you can get access to brand new episodes early and even some video footage if you want to see what we look like while we're talking and not just what we look like while we're listening. You know what I mean.